0: Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's show time. It's show time. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis Show. I'm your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. And I'm lucky enough to be joined by the executive producer of the show, Ryan Bukavetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One on Instagram for the flavor when he gives you. How much flavor are you on Instagram right now, Ryan? Too are much. Are you showing Tempe? That's like, too much flavor. Listen, while we're on this, are you showing people the beauty of Tempe, Arizona on your Instagram account? Of course not. Okay, that's that's what what kind of ridiculous question is that? You need to, you need, you have all that flavor out there. You need to be giving and exploring and letting people into the life. Oh, oh! I thought you meant with flavor, just my physical. No, I meant like just you know, you're. you're, For instance, I'm in cold Chicago. You're in warm Arizona. You should be showing us something for us. That's what Instagram is about. salty flavor. Living through someone else, all right. So you you should be applying that uh to, to, to your instagram. Oh see healthcare. I'm a big mental health advocate, so I can't do that. Oh I think it's still it's helpful. It'll be helpful. Because most of us aren't gonna be that jealous of you. We just move for you just to succeed. But anyway. Well I'm then go what's off. the
1: fun in that?
0: Because still it's healthy. It's healthy for all of us to see yeah, that you're see, doing it. I well. want it to be unhealthy where everyone's jealous and then it's a problem, so I never should have done it. <laughs> Oh, well, while we're still listen, While we're on it How's the JLB Down there going In, in Tempe <laughs>
1: uh, No complaints For me <laughs> I mean It doesn't necessarily Sound as like a, a glowing review But I I I'm settling into the job. Uh, you're not horn? Are you still horned? Black horn? They're making it hard. One, uh, one has left, I believe. The young it's one or the old one? The old one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the young one might not be far behind.
0: Why? What's going on with the young one? She's messing up. Uh, I don't
1: know if she's necessarily messing up, but we're not supposed to have much time off at all at this point. Oh, yeah, it's too early for time and, off. and she took off some time, so I don't She might be flirting that line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> might be
1: flirting that line. Right. Like <laughs> totally closer. You know what? No. Why don't you take all the time you want and get
0: the hell out of here? You got to know the ledge. Shout out to Rackham. Look, I want to go off top. Off take, top? Take it from the tippy. And listen, my off top is, um, is about yesterday. Yesterday was Martin Luther King's birthday. And I um it's a song, Ryan. Right? I don't know if you know it. It's called King Holiday, right? And it's it goes like sing, sing, celebrate. And it's like a it's a myriad of uh mid-80s star uh uh entertainers who are on it from new edition without Bobby Brown, uh, Houdini. And at first I thought Ecstasy, who died like two or three weeks ago, wasn't there. He shows up the end, so he wasn't there during most of the recording. Run DMC without run. It's just Jam Master J and DMC. Um Menudo. Menudo loved the fact that they let these they, they let those Latin brothers in so much. They are feeling everything about MLK in this song, right? You see Ricky Martin going for all of his, right? It's just like, they, they love us too, right? Um, uh, 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 Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston isn't there, but they video her and they they put it over parts of it, the video. She's one of the main parts, Stephanie Mills. Uh, I forgot Donnie Simpson's brother. From uh cool in the game he he's he's on there, but it's, it's it's a bunch of people that are on this song and I remember when I was a kid that this song used to like make me feel good, but it also used to make me feel hopeful you know like that was one thing about it. like I remember like being in the basement and listening to uh the MOKs like M O K songs uh and because the, they're good okay got some okay got some tracks out here in the hood if you don't know it, right. You got about three of them. It's like, you got two or three of them is definitely uh fantastic. And um, as I remember, it should remember. As he should be. And I and his son is in the video too. His son's in the video too. And his son looks like a, a G in this video, right? Like he he's, he's he looks yoked up. You know, like he it's the, the tight 80s sweat is fitting correctly. You know what I'm saying? And everything's fun. I mean, everything's nice. And I just remember like, man, back when this stuff used to come on, I used to feel a certain kind of way. And I thought yesterday about that. And it was hope was one of them. And I said, well, do you still feel the same way? And do you feel ignorant in a not knowing way that you felt that way with what life is today? You know, it took place last week, the week before, I should say two weeks ago at the Capitol building. And that's just this is one part. I'm not just trying to base everything on that. But just thinking that, um, I did think in my lifetime that I was gonna see a black president. I wasn't a person who thought I wasn't gonna see a black person. I thought it was gonna happen in my lifetime, so that, that took place. And that shouldn't that shouldn't be a a, a, a a earmark, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a half black in there. <laughs> um, it, it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't definitely better not be the end of the list. Okie <laughs> dokie. All right, yeah. All
1: right <laughs> life's over.
0: It's funny. We were talking about you a little bit yesterday. Uh, we were watching Biden. Uh, we were doing some a little bit of political stuff with the kids, oh, and uh, and Afton was just like, yeah. She was just like, just think about how those other people they ran and how they never had a chance. And I was like, yeah, we should say Right? right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's and she we went. She was like, just how diverse they were, and like it was like, yeah, like right. you. It had to be Biden because you wasn't getting seventy-something million people if it was going to be uh, Pete right. Kamala. Yang. Yeah. it's just like you were too we socialist. went through an Andrew Yang period right. for like a right. half minute a super socialist and a timid socialist yeah. like you were <laughs> especially when you see that Donald Trump had 70 million people jump outside for him char uh,
1: you- saying one crazy
0: thing after another uh. <laughs> You were it wasn't gonna happen. Um, Warren
1: coming from like the National Cherokee Association. I've Come got on. the ticket. Got
0: <laughs> Look, Bert, at the ticket. Bernie wanted to go uh, just full social with so full socialism, which I'm not out here saying like I'm against. Some things should be socialized: healthcare, education. Those things we shouldn't have to break your neck to pay for, uh, to get good, to get a good social, uh, to get good healthcare, and, and uh, to get good uh, education. Now, if you want to put a premium on them and go to the even better uh, uh, schools or even better hospital, that's cool. I would say that you should still have right. that. But for the most part, we should all be guaranteed those things, uh, paying the amount of money that we pay with our taxes. But getting back to the MLK holiday. Um, I think about my friends, some of my friends who are like, man, fuck fuck all of them, right? Just like, they don't love us, right? And that's a part of me, but a part of me usually is still optimistic and idealistic, and I wonder if I'm uh, being a weirdo and having that that hope in me still at this age. I don't have the same hope that I had back in the 80s when that song, those songs used to come on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because I'm, I'm I'm an adult and I'm, um, I've been hardened you know, but I just wonder if I should even teach my kids to have I mean, not to teach them, but allow them, I guess, to have that idealism uh, with, you know, um, the fact that we still see that so many people don't want us to be equal still to this day in 2021. You know, and that's what when that song came on that I, I was really thinking about how I felt 30 something years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, compared to how I feel today, and I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I, I still have hope, but I, I like I said, I don't know if it's misplaced, and that was what I was thinking. And I mean, I don't have as much hope as I used to when um, just when things are just still as as and in in, in we can let ourselves, you know, just because we, this is a country, let ourselves fall for the okie doke. you know, what I'm saying that really takes away some of the hope that I had as a youth. Uh, to say the least, when it came to Martin Luther King's holiday, you know what I'm saying, and just also thinking about what what you know, thinking about what Martin Luther King really stood for compared to like how they use him as a hallmark card now, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying uh, you're thinking about the fact that he was w- w- the most hated man in America, and we watched think about it too we watched um we watched the um the 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 the, the movie uh, last night, the in Miami movie uh I don't know if it's a long night in Miami um after. Talk about Selma, right? No, Safi. What <laughs> second? What was the movie we watched last night? Let's get the third producer on the line. Thank you. One night in Miami. Um, I just want to get it correct. We watched One Night in Miami, which I, a friend of mine on um Facebook, she was like, it was a snorefest. Um I really enjoyed it. That's the movie with um uh, you have Malcolm X, you have Cassius Clay before when he's transitioning to mm. Muhammad Ali. You have um uh, Sam Cooke from Chicago. Shout out to Sam Cooke. Um and you have Jim Brown. You know what I'm saying? And and um I enjoyed the movie. We enjoyed the movie. It was, was, was Kareem there? Nah, Kareem, was there? Kareem wasn't there. It was okay. this is this is after Ryan and you would know. This is um right after Take the beginning of the the the, the thing basically is the the Sonny Liston fight when Muhammad Lee takes the belt so they're in Miami for the fight and then they hang out the night that he wins it and you know what I'm saying I thought this is the funny part I don't want to ruin too much of the movie my first thought was like dog you had some lookers in there like these are some alpha males and there's no women around and at one point Jim Brown's basically like where's the vagina right and I'm just like I hope y'all address that because I've definitely crossed my mind looking at the previews of this movie right
1: (laughs) Sam what Cook- in the hell were we thinking not having a girl come along? All
0: right. Sam Cooke and Jim Brown a little bit of Cassius Clay was like, all right, man, we, we do want to get into these streets. All right? Like, right? Mama was like, look at me. I'm a Um, uh, But yeah, I <laughs> you enjoyed... You see this belt? Right. I enjoyed the movie. And the crazy thing, too, and, and sticking with that, just looking at how, like, well, like, that, is, that took place in, in 1964. Malcolm X dies in 1965. I think uh, John Kennedy died was assassinated, is what I should say, instead of Bob. In 63, um, I think King went down in to 65, too, and then Bobby probably dies in 66 or 67. And to think just about how important it was to kill these four men. I mean, just really just... Because this wasn't accidental. You know what I'm saying? Just You know what I'm saying? This was all just on a the humbug. These guys got killed, right? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and... You know, it just just to sit there and look at history in that aspect of a, a, a glimpse into the past, it makes you kind of um, evaluate how far you've come in the present. You know, and we've come far, but we it's still like a boots on the neck. You know, it's just like we got. You know, it's not it's not pushing you, it's not curb stomping you, but it's still like. <laughs> And um that, that was just one of the things that uh, went through my mind on Martha Luther King's birthday yesterday is how far have we come And um during my lifetime and this this this, this short span that I've been here on this planet and uh, thinking about my kids moving forward and um should they have the same optimism that I had when I was their age, or well, I guess Kenton's age, I should say, a little bit younger than Kenton actually since Kenton's eleven. Um, if I should have this, if they should have the same optimism that I had for the future of this country, um, like I said, 30 years ago, I mean, that's that's that was it.
1: Do you uh, because I feel like there's plenty of reason for not optimism, uh, being in Arizona with MLK kind of a weird place. <laughs> did, did you get off yesterday?
0: I want to ask you that. Were you off yesterday? I was off, All right,
1: everybody not, doesn't know everybody. The history. not everybody, not everybody.
0: Arizona back in the 90s, I believe... Wanted to throw out Martin Luther King's birthday. Um, it, Public Enemy have a has a, a terrific sound back then called "When I Get to Arizona," but <laughs> it was, that was and then the
1: people. Shield came in and decided uh, we would take away an NFL franchise if you take away MLK right. Day. They're like, you know what? We like we like that black guy. Uh, you know, what? Like
0: I mean, and when you thinking of, and as a kid, it was like, damn, damn, you 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 don't even want a day <laughs> off. Like I don't even get a day off for it. Technically, like, and it's this year they hit us with a, a service day, and I, and historically, I'll say this too: if anybody knows anybody in any uh, fraternities or sororities, particularly, uh, King's Holiday is a service day. It's usually a day where people will do uh, a service, as far as you know, charity work, community work. Uh, his day is typically that but I'll be damned if you tell me what to do on the only black holiday that's on this calendar <laughs> all right. Right? I'll be damned that's, like, I'll be damned <laughs> but go ahead go ahead so as far as talking about your, you, you down there in Tempe I guess like how you talk about uh, the riots on the Capitol Hill
1: like that was a very specific skin color doing <laughs> all of that work But I also was wondering, like, just this past summer with the George Floyd protests, like, I don't want to go like crazy, but it's like it was a rainbow in a way. And I think that gave me a little bit of hope for Mm, this last Martin Luther King. Like, I definitely expected, I didn't expect as many of... And just all the representatives that were out there this summer. Like, of course, I expected the people that did what they did on the Capitol Hill. That's not surprising. And that's still the problem. And that's why I could see why you would have uh, pessimism because there was also basically, even though Biden got more votes, I mean, it wasn't like he crushed them in votes at, like mm-hmm. what we would have all. Well, I think he's what I wanted.
0: He won by the, one of the largest margins, I think, as far as seven million. But. but it, it,
1: and remember how like after even though we didn't know the election fully results like everybody was
0: just like man look at that right.
1: same amount of people basically. I mean he had the second time. amount he had the
0: second highest amount ever right. in, in Donald Trump so I get your point as far as saying it, that 70 yeah. million people still came out and was like you know what I kind of like I like this. Right so right. there's still that pes-
1: pessimism there but I don't know I guess you know, just seeing over the summer how many people were actually like I went to a few protests where you could Say it was all white, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very few minority representatives within this particular, you know, protest of George Floyd or just the, my hometown. Okay. okay. Sure, baby. Okay, okay. So
0: those kind of things fill me with some hope, at least. Okay. I, I'll take that. And I'm happy you said that because it, you, one, when you brought up the, it was a diverse, that came out for george floyd and that, that and that that's very true you know what i'm saying even you saw them showing up in inglewood and some of the residents was like slow down now but you see you're right that and that should give us uh more hope that there's more people and, and still you know joe biden got seventy something. i mean we got half of the country about that and i think right? it's a little growing a bit more. you know
1: it's not like it's capped it's like oh we got half and that's it let's see if only- we can hold on to that half
0: the only thing is when you have a, a fulcrum like you had in 1600 Pennsylvania, I feel that a lot of times we say that those people are dying off. But when you have that that point, all right, it, it grows the youth of the ops again mm-hmm. in a way, you know, because now it gives them something new just to say, hey, you can work, it. Oh, look at. You know, so that that that's still something. But still, I I just wanted to point that out. And I don't want to spend the whole show discussing it. And it's a flip topic. Um, And also, we're going to do an interview coming up probably this week with a a, a writer for the Crusader Chicago, uh, um, a journalist, rather, Jason Palmer. Um, He's also one of the hosts of What's Up Cuz with Lance Irvin, the head coach of Chicago State uh, Basketball. Uh, he he's also does investigation. He's done a lot when it comes to what took the to place in the Capitol building, exposing a lot of those people. I want to have a discussion with him about it. So we're going to do that interview sometime this week. So just stay tuned to check out that interview. But let's get into some sports because it is um, what we do on this show. And particularly, I want to talk about we had J.J. Stankovich on, but I didn't get a chance to talk to Ryan about the Bears in the press conference last week and also really just do our full season wrap-up. And I wanted to do that on this show not have anybody on here to get all of Ryan's thoughts. Uh, So, Ryan, when you saw uh, George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy uh, come out last week and give their excuses, what were your thoughts?
1: Uh, Boy, definitely didn't feel particularly good about anything. And I guess going into it, Knowing that everybody was safe except for Mitch, or at least hopefully Mitch, uh, you weren't going to really get, I think, many answers that made a lot of sense. And you hit it on the head with JJ—just how like arrogant and smug Ted Phillips was. Like, <laughs> I was kind of hoping like maybe that was the one thing. Like, Ted is stepping down and he's going to retire, so we need to find a new president of football ops maybe george is like give me one more year cuz i don't want to fire these people and they let go of ryan after another year but it just it's funny how they just talk about culture and how everyone was still together during the six game losing streak and all this stuff and it's just like they just haven't learned anything this ownership at all like It's all about the quarterback position, and what has Ryan Pace done there? He signed Mike Glennon, he's traded for Nick Foles, and he's drafted Mitch, and that's it. That's only three things he's done in six years. And if you ever want to be tied with those franchises that you ask help from, like the Giants, the Cardinals, or you want to be like the Steelers, you want to start being like some of these teams, you I got to get a quarterback. Look at the Final Four. I mean, every team has a quarterback that can do something. Look at even the the week before uh, this past weekend in the divisional round. Basically, every team had a quarterback that can do something. And the difference is the weapons and the rest of the team around that quarterback. But you ain't going anywhere without a quarterback. And now you have to trust Ryan Pace to find that guy. And I don't know what Ted or George has seen that just is like, oh, you know, Ryan will get it right. I mean, anybody, I guess, could draft the next Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or something like that. He can get lucky and get the right guy and then maybe save his job or something like that. But I'm just a little bit tired of the Bears' old lucky GM strategy. <laughs> a good GM strategy.
0: Yeah, That was that's my the, opinion. You know, that's the, I think that hits it on the head saying lucky GM. And I, I will take it the point that you're trying to make is the fact that we don't view our GM as being shrewd and, and being someone that necessarily you, you, you would trust like he's going to get it. Even though Ryan Pace had a terrific draft this past year. Right. But we don't look at him like, man, this we got Ryan Pace. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. usually like, man, if he, lucks, if he lucks up on someone, it's he lucked up on them not, you know, due to the skill that he has. This is what we expect from. Him. And that's a good one when you say that lucky GM strategy. Um, I, yeah, I feel the same way. And in, in particular, uh, my thing was with George McCaskey and talking to JJ. And, and JJ talked about how he's really unpretentious, George McCaskey, to be a billionaire. And he drives around in his Honda, his blue Honda. Um, he doesn't show up in the, 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 you know, what I'm saying the the, the race. Even though it would be wild to see George McCaskey show up <laughs> with the wraith with the stars in the ceiling, like what the Fuck y'all, do? And you thought I wasn't, but uh, you know, <laughs> um, and that's cool. That's cool because when I asked him the question about how he had the, the lesser office between Ted Phillips and uh, Ryan Pace, and he was just like, you know, he's a real as it, close to an owner could be a regular person. That's what George McCaskey is. Um, and, and like, I don't know how much uh, you remember of Michael McCaskey. Now, Michael McCaskey was different. Very he, little. He, he would show up in the race, and I'm, 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 and again, he maybe he would, but he. Michael McCaskey gave the air of wealth when he when he was on like he was a, he was the epitome of what a wasp is like you could see him in the Hamptons. All right. Like that was Michael McCaskey. Like Michael McCaskey, man, you boy growing up. It was like, oh, ah, right. Like he, he, he was a bit. He came off a bit jerky uh, uh, to say and George doesn't. I hate to say that about his brother. And uh, you know, rest in peace, Michael McCaskey. Where
1: are my white Anglo's at?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing is, when I'm bringing up George McCaskey, is he mentioned self-reflection a lot when it came to Ryan Pace in the Matt Nagy? And the question I asked JJ, and I believe he said that he answered it on Waddle and Sylvie, was, "Where's your self-reflection at when you look at?" Because JJ had asked him, "When you take in the last 20 years." And the the the, the 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 amount of success you haven't had, how do you necessarily decide and judge what you should do moving forward, basically, in particular between your, your general manager and your, your head coach? And Michael McCaskey said he doesn't view it like that. He views it on a personal note, so he's not putting you know Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy in the, looking at them through 20 years. He's looking at it through the time frame that they've been operating in the Bears um, administration. But my thing is, how does Michael McCaskey... Self reflect on himself with what you were saying. I mean, why is it your franchise historically has been the worst franchise when it comes to drafting a quarterback? I mean, or having a quarterback. Let's not even say drafting because, like you mentioned, like, because the the Bidwells aren't like, better than the Bears to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just tell me, you know, the Rooneys and even the Maras, but the Maras they stole two Super Bowls. All right? They, I mean, it was like they snuck in and they, 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 was just, they did what you're supposed to do. All right? They, they got into the tournament and they just stole it, right? In a in a, in a great way. You know what I'm saying? And outside of when they won during the Bill Parceros era in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, but those two uh, front families I get but the Big Wells is like yeah okay now but they still you know what I'm saying you can look at the fact of uh, when they brought in um, Carson Palmer uh, a Kurt Warner you know say I'm saying they still had guy quarterbacks that through free agency or trades that they brought in that took them far to a certain degree particularly Kurt Warner and that's something that the Bears haven't done whatsoever and it's like what you were saying when do you look at yourself and, and try to Analyze why you haven't done it And that's what he should do Well, uh, George McCaskey should look at it as Yes, it is the people that I hire But part of it has to be with me uh, Either I don't know Or I need to hire someone else And I don't even mean hire someone else Necessarily to take Ryan's pace job Which you kind of alluded to To be a head of football operations I need to hire someone else Who, and I, I sometimes I, I And I I shouldn't hate this but when Someone someone's like a football guy But it is a football guy you know what I'm saying? That, you know what, when when we get to, yeah, we may have Matt Nagy, we may have Ryan Pace, but then when we get to IE so and so, he can self correct some of the, the things that they do and be like, hold on, that's a good idea, but you need to change this like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, th- that's I, go ahead. I
1: think part of that is the Ted Phillips thing, how he's bringing up culture and bringing up how, The Teams are envious of what we have. That's where a football guy, I think, comes in and is just like, George, listen, we got a pretty uh, nice little culture here. Uh, You know, I like the synergy we have between Ryan and Matt, but we're not winning. Right. We're not winning. Like, take this culture and wipe it and then flush it down. Like, uh, it's great to have a great culture, but if it doesn't produce any type of winning – that's where you want like a football ops person that has the ear of the owner to be like, yo, this ain't, we got to make some changes here.
0: Facts. Said least. So that, that was my thoughts on that. Um, we'll do more um, bears discussion, getting closer to the drive. Uh, we definitely got to talk about our guy, Trey Lance because I think he's in play. Um, it seems like he, when I see the, the, he may get picked right before the bears pick. But it seems like he's in play, um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested in that because if you asked us, Ryan and myself a year ago, they, they weren't going to be able to get him. And now, uh-huh. we look at, you know, Zach Wilson, uh, Trask. And even Mac Jones, uh, to a degree that there's a a, a a chance that we can get our guy, uh, Trey Lance. But what if he's not the one and we get Trey Lance? He's a bust. Like, damn it. <laughs> uh, that's what we want to. But listen, speaking of quarterbacks, I did speaking of quarterbacks alone, black quarterbacks, I did want to talk about <laughs> one black quarterback in particular, and that was Lamar Jackson. Um I I, I see Rex Grossman on um get up. I see a myriad of people talk about the fact that let Lamar be Lamar. And my first reaction is no when I see it. And I question myself and like, maybe I'm wrong. And I get what they're saying is right now, let him be the fool who he is right now to get you as far as you can possibly get. Maybe you can luck into a Super Bowl. But that's not going to happen. And particularly with Patrick, I mean, with Patrick Mahomes. And now, to be honest with you, uh, with, with, with Josh Allen you know what I'm saying, as far as how many points they, they can put up. like With these teams that can average easily 30 points, it's that's, the chances that happen are, are are getting minute. Not to say he can't luck and get on a hot run, but Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the, the Baltimore uh, Ravens, something has to change. John Harbaugh, something has to change. You have, like, this offseason, and I know things, it would be interesting to see how this offseason is compared to last week through the pandemic. You have to make sure he can win from the pocket and that the running part is a plus instead of a necessity. I'm still not saying to have design run plays. You should, with his skill set, you should have design run plays. I mean, listen, Buffalo with Josh Allen, they have design run plays. You know what I'm saying? And that that's kind of what I'm saying. And not to say he has to be what Josh Allen is right now, but you're not going to consistently win when because of his gift, basically by his second read, He's ready to go because a lot of times, and this is one of the things that I was saying on the text thread, he has to run to to open up the throw. And I'm not saying that in particularly to saying that his running opens up throwing. As far as if he gets moves the chains and gets first down, I'm saying it as far as getting him out with his head still up, looking down the field using his run like that has to be usually what he does for the most part instead of just taking off because he has to go through all of his progressions and also wait to find out if a guy is going to get open and given a chance because the pocket is clean. And that's the thing that has to take place with Lamar Jackson to get him to the next level. You can't just sit there and, 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 and always accentuate the fact that he's a supreme, one of the greatest athletes to ever play football, definitely from the quarterback position. You have to get him throwing from the pocket consistently and also let me just say this too you need an x and a y um i'm a hollywood brown guy i like when they draft him that should be your slot guy i like cole beasley for those years that he was down in dallas he should be your fourth receiver basically you know like you you you, you need uh, two large radius guys catch radius guys two of them all right to, to make up if lamar's inaccurate, but also just allow Lamar to throw 50-50 balls. You need two, you need Des Bryant six years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you have to you have to get him. Listen, I, I like your tight end situation, right? But you gotta get him to two bona fide studs at receiver. Look at just you just look at Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Just like you you have to give him that and you're not going to succeed until you have him winning from the pocket but also making it easier because he has receivers that can cover up for any mistakes or just because they're just studs you know he knows if he puts the ball up high this high those guys are going to be able to come down with the ball consistently that's the only way Baltimore is going to consistently threaten the AFC outside of just having like a couple hot years or three or four hot years during Lamar uh, uh, Jackson's run. Because what's going to happen is he's going to learn how to throw when he can't run anymore. And you you don't need to do that. You need to teach him how to you need to teach him how to win from the pocket. I shouldn't say learn how to throw. Uh, You teach him how to win from the pocket while he, he can still have his athleticism. And then you can really exploit teams defenses. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you're
1: saying. And, you know, especially with quarterback play, like this is memo to the Bears if you're not already listening. Like, that's why quarterback play matters so much more. This is already a quarterback-driven league. But when you get to the playoffs, it's all about the miss throws, not necessarily interceptions, not necessarily, you know, like you just didn't read it right. It's like you see it. You throw it and you miss. And when you have those mistakes in the playoffs, they start compiling. And that's usually the difference besides things like turnovers and penalties and idiotic play. But if let's say you got two teams that are both really talented, both really competing, everything's about the same. It's going to come down to, did your quarterback execute overall better than my quarterback that executed overall? And with Lamar, I just don't know if he's going to out execute a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or some of these quarterbacks that just seemingly can make these terrific downfield throws pretty consistently versus Lamar, who can do that sometimes. But like you said, he's really a quarterback that's built on getting that run, getting that edge, getting defenses to suck down into those short passing game into the box, potentially, if you will, to slow down the run. And that's where it leaves over the top more exposed. But if he's not going to hit it, what's going to be the difference? So I think. Like you said, they got to get Lamar to be better from the pocket. Maybe they got to shift their scheme a little bit more. I would love, like you said, he's got to get more Russell Wilson in this game. Keep that running, keep that amazing ability, but keep your head up and try to make some more plays downfield when you're running around in the backfield trying to do some stuff. Because if he doesn't add, I think, another element to his game as a thrower, whether that's throwing on the run, doing a Russell Wilson routine or being more Tom Brady esque where he can just be in the pocket and sling it around. Oof. That AFC's got a lot of good quarterbacks you gotta go through. You gotta go through a lot. And that's just the beginning, you know? Like who knows who's coming in with Trevor Lawrence, he's gonna be with the Jags. Maybe they turn right. that around quick. Who the heck knows? You know, the who Jets have the Justin Fields. You've got that, and on
0: top of Mahomes, Josh Allen. You, you got the Patriots may take a quarterback like, it, like what you're saying, and I think you made some you make you made some great points in that uh, uh, what you were saying, and it's just the truth. And I mean, I'm, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I was happy he finally got his first uh, playoff win, but you can't like we've seen this already. We see we've seen this movie too many times where we wait till the black quarterback isn't athletic. Listen, where Randall Cunningham is out cutting uh, uh, marble uh, uh, slabs out in Vegas with his company and then comes back to the Vikings and he's not Eagles Randall Cunningham. He's just throwing it, you know, and Randall had a phenomenal arm, phenomenal. If you ever saw the old QB competitions, Randall Cunningham used to slay those bad boys. Uh, But yeah, that's what you have to get. uh, And your point of the playoffs is about missed throws was a great point. You know what I'm saying? Like, we see it all the time. You saw it, listen, you saw it in the Kansas City uh, 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 um, um, Cleveland Brown uh, game. Cleveland, yeah. Where the missed throws, and Baker had a good game for the most part, but the missed throws is what bit them in the butt, basically, because they should have won. Once, once Patrick Mahomes went out, they should have won that game. There's no way Chad Henny, Henny- <laughs> G, right? It's not <laughs> like. any... that pick? Well, like, yeah, when he threw that pick, it was like, damn, not that is Eddie right? That looked
1: like uh, Andy Reid doing the punt pass challenge.
0: Right. Like, he's just like, <laughs> let me punt this for you real quick. <laughs> but all right, all right. Uh, let's go to the best segment of the show, of course, and that is, and this is that David Shaw so should have said that first. I'm Kenneth Davidson. That's Ryan Bukovetsky. Let's go to Ryan's segment, and that is up for grabs. Ryan, what you got for me? I got two
1: questions, both playoff football-related. We'll look back and then look forward. What was okay. your favorite game of the weekend Oh, it's past no week.
0: It was the Kansas City game. <laughs> 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 because it was like you're watching. You know how I feel about Baby Goat. All right, that's my dude. Listen, it's funny, Joe, side note. Patrick was holding on the screen, and I said to after. And this was before the game. I said who was – it?" Was, maybe it was a, a All-State commercial. said, who was that? And she was like oh. – Patrick Mahomes. I said, what's his nickname? She said, oh, the nickname I believe you gave to him was Baby Go, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, for Patrick Mahomes, and listen, I knew he wasn't going to make that. When his, when, he big, when his big toe was hurt, I was like, he's not finishing this game. I was like, damn it. Because that's the only... I think... Injury is the only thing that's going to stop Patrick Holmes from consistently getting to at least the AFC championship, if not the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm saying it in a way that he's going to get nicked up sometimes. Like that's that's kind of you can kind of read the tea leaves a little bit. And I love him to death, but he's going to get nicked up sometimes. I think that, I just think that's part of it. I think he needs to tighten up a little bit. He's got he's got a little, little looseness to him. He may needs to just tighten up just a, a little bit. And he's just too freaky on top of that. He's just too, he's a Ferrari. It's like—it's it's in a way, it's like Derrick Rose. And I hate to say it, I knew Derrick Rose was going to get hurt. Because it was like, yeah. And it's like, when you got a Ferrari and you you crash a Ferrari, you just can't put that back together. Like, you got a ton of GM parts laying around and fix it. It's, it's, it's uh, handcrafted. So it's, it's, and you it's, see it's that funny.
1: Ferrari with those, like, winding hills. You're just
0: like, yeah. oh, boy. Those yeah. are going to be rough. Exactly. Uh, but it was definitely that game. For Chad Henney to come in and beat uh, Baker Mayfield, oh my goodness. It was sweet. Listen, Andy Reid in that last play, and maybe it was Eric B. N. me, I don't want to take away from that brother, but to sit there and go uh, with throwing it in the flat to Tyreek Hill, and then for, for him to lay down the way he did when he got the first down, oh, it was that was that was what you want. Because in a way, it wasn't like a high score football game, but that's what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? In a playoff game, you're backup QBN, you got the greatest physically gifted quarterback of all time in his fourth, it was his fifth season, basically, and Patrick Mahomes going out uh, who had an off game because he couldn't step into his throws because of his foot and then gets concussed. Uh, that was sweet. What about you, Ryan? What was your game that you like enjoyed the most this past weekend?
1: Yeah, that would probably be my number one as well, but to go to a different route, I, I don't know. Something about this Bills team. I like this Bills team with Josh Allen and the group that they have and maybe... It was the fact that I just kind of remem- remember randomly earlier in the year. The Bills had one of the worst defenses in football at one point. I mean, they just couldn't stop anybody. And with their head coach, who I'm blanking on, I believe it's Sean Murphy. Uh, I think I might have gotten that wrong. But he is the defensive whiz from the mm-hmm. Andy Reid coaching tree. And so he's the guy that did some really good stuff with Andy I'm McDermott, there it is and then he did a lot of good stuff with Andy Reid and he comes in he figures out this Bills defense and they absolutely shut down those raids now Lamar definitely helped them in, especially with that pick six that was really the big difference but I like this Bills team I don't know what it is about them well,
0: remember going to the gym, their defense was looked at as one of their best assets coming off right. of that
1: season. And, and so, yeah. there was a point in time where they f- completely fell off, and he's got them rolling all over again.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'm a Josh Allen guy. Uh, so, and if you think about that that game last year in the playoffs against Houston, where the first half they played well, and then he was out there with like a chicken with his head cut off in the second right. half, and right. how well he progressed this year. And he's not throwing in the luck, he's throwing. Off of I know this this is the play and this guy should be here at this time. On top of that, adding Stephon Diggs to the offense, it's been it's been special to say the least. Shout
1: out to Hub. Ah, my last <laughs> question here. Uh, looking forward now to this weekend. Which game are you mostly looking forward to, or which game are you uh, anticipating?
0: Man, that's a good one from both 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 championship games. Um, uh, listen, I'll tell you this if. if Let's let's if assume has to start. is healthy. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. assume, let's assume he's healthy. Um, I'm still if if even if even if he's healthy, I'd be lying if I say I'm probably not looking to uh Geezer Bowl two. All right, as far as and I mean I don't want to say that you know Aaron Rodgers is a geezer. He's just 37 years old. Uh, but still, when you had Geezer Bowl one, Drew Brees versus uh, uh Tom Brady, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. Tom Brady, especially that. Listen, that when 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 Green Bay went down there to Tampa this season, and that game unraveled in like six minutes.
1: Oh my gosh! And Aaron Rodgers immediately.
0: It's Aaron Rodgers was looking around like, oh my god, what's going on? (laughs) I'm looking forward to him getting his revenge against Tom Brady and them coming to Lambeau. So I have to say that the NFC Championship game is probably what I'm most looking forward to because. I want Aaron Rodgers to get to the Super Bowl again. If alone, you know, to be honest with you, I want him to win it. And I, because I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have several more chances to win a Super Bowl. I want Aaron Rodgers to have at least two Super Bowls. And then I could, I could opine for him being yeah, the GOAT until Patrick Mahomes takes it from him, which I'd means. rather Tom get seven than see him get two. Damn, that's some hate. Yeah. Is that Green Bay hate or Aaron Rodgers hate? Green Bay.
1: I like Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Sorry don't get drafted by the team
0: I don't want you to get drafted by. (laughs) Or don't fall in the draft, remember? Like, everyone could have drafted him. I know. Don't fall in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Alex Smith going number one that year. And the 49ers. Or the 49ers, who he wanted to go to being a California kid near Rodgers. Shout out to the 49ers making that decision. But again, he was a cow guy. Cow guys didn't work in the NFL at that time. So it is what it is. See, I'm
1: feeling the Bills this year. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills. I think it would be a great story, too, after losing, what, was it four in a row in the late 90s? Like, Mm -hmm. they deserve one. They got to get one.
0: I don't know how I feel about Bill's Mafia all the way, even though I like the charity. Contract. Yeah, there might be some uh, some red and white in there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Bill's Mafia was at the Capitol two weeks ago a little bit, right? I feel like he may have had a couple of Bill Mafia guys down there, so I'm not necessarily sure.
1: Something like it's like, oh, they see the That might be profiling. He might be profiling <laughs> on right, the Mafia. You're
0: right. You're right. You're right. I apologize. I apologize, Bill Mafia. I shouldn't be profiling you all. You know, you was at the was yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, uh, definitely. Like I say, we're we'll probably be bringing your you interview this week. We'll be back with the flip. Ryan, did you want to add anything before we go?
1: Uh, no, I don't believe so. Not right now. I right. hold it for the next time.
0: We always appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day. To, to, to hang out with Ryan and myself and we look forward to doing it uh moving forward. But just definitely stay safe and uh don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again.